Let's go to Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. If you don't have a Bible, that's okay. We'll put one up on the... Oh, there we go. This is going to be the theme verse for our series in the Holy Spirit, Living by the Spirit. And it reads this, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Okay, let me read that again. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And let me go to today's scripture, Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, Amen. One of the most misunderstood topics and most widely debated topics in Christianity is the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Trust me, I'd rather preach on God's love. I'd rather preach on forgiveness. Uh, preaching on the Holy Spirit is uh, it's not easy. Uh, yet, as difficult as the doctrine of the Holy Spirit and the understanding of who the Holy Spirit is, as, as difficult as it is, it is so important. It is so important for us to understand who the Holy Spirit is, what the doctrine of the Holy Spirit is, because it is a fundamental foundational belief that we have as a Christian. You know, to tell you the truth, right? Like, when it's one of those subjects where if I'm preaching about the Holy Spirit, everyone goes, oh, yeah, 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 I know the Holy Spirit. And then, you, and then I ask you, I say, explain the Holy Spirit to me. I go, oh, yeah, 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 you know. You know the Holy Spirit, the big HS. <laughs> you know, like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's just, it's, we think that we know what it is until we have to explain it. And then when we try to explain it, we realize maybe we don't really know what it is. A few months ago in our life groups, there was a four-week series done on the Holy Spirit, which was adventurous by the guy who suggested it, good on him. And we had a lot of feedback about the content of, that, of, of the series. Um, but generally, the consensus was it was hard. It was hard. It was a bit airy-fairy. It was a bit wishy-washy. Not the Bible study but just the topic of the Holy Spirit. And, and, and so I wanted to take this time to spend a little bit more time into getting to know, uh, not just more about the Holy Spirit, but really getting to know the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit. And, and I want to really start with this idea that even though it's a hard topic, it's important. And... The reason why it's wishy-washy and airy-fairy is because it is. Like, it's something that, that is, I'll just stick to my notes. <laughs> God is not airy-fairy or wishy-washy, but the doctrine of the Holy Spirit is because it's a subject that is so foreign to us as human beings that actually, it's actually beyond the capacity of our understanding, right? We think as human beings, we believe that mankind, we can, and the pursuit is to try to understand everything. 
okay? But any guy that has gotten married would understand that there are things in life that you will never understand about women. I mean, about life. I mean, sorry, you know? The, the doctrine of the Holy Spirit is hard to handle because I'm going to, like, it's beyond our complete understanding. And so if you think that after this series that you're going to understand the Holy Spirit back and front, left to right, top to bottom, no way. You're, you're in the wrong place. I'm going to give to you what I believe are the foundational biblical doctrines of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to let God describe Himself through His words, not my opinion. Not the opinions of what we, you know, different areas or different denominations talk about. I'm just going to stick as close to the Bible as we can. Because that's all we have. You know, Romans 11.34 says, Who amongst us can know the mind of the Lord? And that verse is a verse of humility. It's to say that how can we understand everything that God has done? How can we understand or even comprehend everything of who God is? And we can't. It's arrogant for us to think that we can completely understand everything of God because we are not God. And I think if we start at that point, at a humble place to say, maybe I'm not going to understand everything, but I want to learn more. If we can be at that position with the Holy Spirit, I believe that that is when God is going to speak loud and clear to us. Okay? Okay. For us to start our understanding in the journey, uh, our journey of understanding the Holy Spirit, we need to take a step backwards and we actually need to look at the doctrine of the Holy Trinity. Now, I know for some of you, this is just getting better and better. Doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Doctrine of the Holy Trinity. You know, I was writing it and I was like, I was reading some of this stuff. I was like, oh my God, this is... The Holy Trinity is the description of God. Okay? The three persons of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The doctrine of the Trinity literally means that there is one God who eternally exists as three distinct persons, one in essence and three in person. And before we, we go into that, okay, everyone's got to have their minds working tonight, okay? The Bible paints us a picture of the Trinity, of who God is, right from the beginning. Okay, Genesis 1. Okay, Genesis, the first book of the Bible, right? Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Okay, already in the first two verses of the Bible, the picture of God is not just a singular God. Okay, uh, we see that there is already a distinction between God the Creator and the Spirit of God. Okay, it just keeps going, right? Genesis 1.26, in the creation of man. Then God said, let us, us, who? Me, myself, and I? Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish and the birds and the animals. Right, already in creation, right, already in creation, the language that is used 
in creation of who God is, the description of God, pictures this, this picture of the Trinity. There is one God, but three persons. And, and, and the verse that we, we start off today, Matthew 28, 19, shows is therefore go and make disciples in all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And it is these three persons that are one essence that make up the Holy Trinity. Now, for, for you that are visual learners, here we go. This is the Holy Trinity. I found, I saw so many pictures and so many illustrations, but I think this is one of the better ones. Okay? The Father is God. The Son is God. The Holy Spirit is God. Okay? Three persons. Okay? The Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is not the Father. Okay? Now, they're all God. All right? I, I can already see... <laughs> I can already see white in people's eyes, okay? Like, let's, just, let's just, you know, keep going with me, right? Let's go to the next slide. No. Let's go to the one after that. All right. I love this. Okay, this is the description of the Holy Trinity. On my gravestone, this is what it's going to be, right? One plus one plus one equals three. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit... Oh, did I say equals three? Heretic. My apologies. <laughs> equals one. <laughs> it's the mathematic genius inside of me. <laughs> one plus one plus one equals one. Okay. So this is who God is. Okay. So there's two key words in the definition. Essence and persons. Okay. Essence and persons. And you need to understand these words. Okay. All three of them combined are the essence of God. They are God. Okay? There is only one God. Okay? But there are three persons of God. Okay? God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, the Bible doesn't tell us that there are three gods. Okay? Now, these are, these are some of the common misconceptions about the Trinity. They're, they're three different gods. No, there's only one God. There are three persons in that God. Okay, so that's the first one. Secondly, that the God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, all the same thing, just different names. And that's wrong as well because they're not the same as each other. Okay, now, I'm not going to go too much into detail about God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and obviously we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit. But, but one of the, one of the, differences within each of the persons of the Trinity is the roles that they have as God, okay? The roles that they have. And, and one of the best descriptions that I heard was um, God the Father initiates salvation, okay? Salvation, the redemption of man. Jesus the Son accomplishes salvation when he died on the cross. And the Holy Spirit's job is to apply that salvation in our lives, Okay, I, I listen to so many different analogies of like, you know, ice, water, steam, um, you know, egg, egg and egg, you know, like, but I, I thought this was really good because it, it, it shows us that if you go, who is responsible for salvation? God is. You know, God is, right? 
But if you were to break it down into what did each of the persons do, then I think that's a really good one. God, the Father, initiates the salvation. Jesus, the Son, accomplishes the salvation. And the Holy Spirit applies that salvation in our lives. Now, pause, okay? Okay. Okay? Okay? Now, even at this point, go to the next slide. One plus one equals... One plus one plus one equals one. If even at this point, you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Amen. That's okay. Let's just move on. Like, I don't, it's, I, it's a waste of time for you to try to completely understand this and, and be like only happy when you can completely understand it. Okay? Because you just won't. Okay? So, let's talk about then... Uh, I think we have one more slide. Nah. Slides are all over the place today. God is three persons. Each person is fully God. There is one God. Amen. Let's pray. Oh, there it is. Okay. That's all you need to know about the Trinity. Okay? Now, believing it and understanding it are two different things. Too many times we need to understand to believe, but reality is, the Bible tells us to believe first, and understanding will follow if it does, okay? Now, if this is the doctrine of the Holy Trinity, and it's such a hard doctrine, and it is, it's such a hard doctrine. I've been speaking for 13 minutes and 30 seconds exactly. That's what my, that's what my phone says. And for some of you, you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Amen. That's okay. Why is it so important? Why is the doctrine of the Holy Trinity so important to us? You know, and this was the biggest question that I, I, I've been struggling with this whole week is, okay, the Holy Trinity is important. Of course, God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Of course, and they've got different roles and they do different things. Okay, that's important. But what's it got to do with me? What's it got to do with me? Why is the description of God important to me? And this is where I want to go today. Okay? And I believe that there are three reasons. I'm sure there are a million more reasons. But three reasons why the doctrine of the Trinity is important to us. Okay? Number one. The Holy Trinity is God, okay? Meaning when we say we worship God, we exalt you God, we pray to God, what we're doing is we're not just praying to God, we're praying to the Holy Triune God. We're praying to God as a collective, all three persons, meaning we're praying to God, we're praying to Jesus, we're praying to the Holy Spirit, okay? We have a relationship with God. And if the Holy Trinity is God and we have a relationship with Him, that means, by conclusion, the Trinity should be important. Okay? The Trinity is important because God is important. To understand more fully who God is and what God is like is a way that we honor God. It's a way that we worship God. It's a way that we respect and revere God. Too many times we go, oh, that's too hard. No. Imagine you said that to your wife. Recently, my wife and I went to an art exhibition. Now, let me give you some, I know, Steve's like, why would you go? Exactly. Why would I go? I have no interest in art. I have no understanding about art. I don't know what good art is, nor do I know what bad art is. I don't know the history of art. I don't really care about art. I'm more interested when you put an F you know, to that word, and it goes, fart, that's funny, I'm interested in that, that's hilarious, right? But art, whatever, right? Anyway, recently we went to an exhibition by a, a famous guy 
called Vincent van Gogh or Van Gogh or whatever you want to call him, right? It was packed. There was like hundreds of people in the line. And if you've ever been to an art exhibition, it's brutal. And you have to pay. It's brutal. Anyway, I appreciate art so much. This is the, probably the most famous one of the this one and his own portrait, right? And this one I recognize. Okay, I've seen that one before somewhere. And some of you are like, oh, I've seen that one. I'll tell you the truth. I do not appreciate this as much as this, okay? They're about the same to me, right? They mean about the same. That's the, that's the toilet at the, at the gallery, okay? Okay, I took that photo at the, and I was like, this is an awesome toilet, that's legit how much I appreciate art. And anyone here who's like, I don't know what you're talking about, I apologize, but that's okay. Okay, but why did I go is the question. We don't have to stay on that picture. Let's go, go back to the nice picture. <laughs> why would I go to an art exhibition? Why would I bother? And the bottom line comes down to this. Because my wife, loves art, and I love my wife. Oh, I know. At the beginning when I wrote it down, I wrote, my wife loves art, and I want to live. You know? <laughs> you know, my wife, she, she's an art student, art history student. Um, she loves it. And you know what? For 10 years that we've been married, I realized that I've been so selfish and, and, and I only do things that I like. And, and I want to know more about my wife, even art. <laughs> like, I want to know why she likes art. Like, I want to know what fascinates her, like, what's going on here in her mind that appreciates art? And, 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 and I want to do that because... By doing that, we become closer. And it gives us opportunity to, to grow together. Trust me, my wife has tried as well. She tried to watch football. I couldn't handle it. She kept asking all the questions and I said, it's okay, honey, you don't have to try. I go because I love my wife. We have to try to understand more about the Holy Trinity. Not because we're interested in the Holy Trinity or the doctrine, or some of you might be, but it's because we love God and we're in relationship with God. To say that I don't understand the Trinity and I never will, so I'm not going to bother, is ultimately neglecting an area of who God is. The Trinity is a description of who God is, and for us to go, oh, it's too hard, I don't want... No, no, no. It's who God is. And for us to neglect that, we miss out. We miss out on understanding just that little bit more of who God is. And that's why the Trinity is important, because God is important. Secondly, understanding the Trinity helps us to approach God. It helps us in our relationship. It helps us to grow. Understanding who God is as the Holy Trinity allows us to approach God in a deeper level, like in any relationship. In any relationship that we have, 
the more that we know about that person, the better we can approach them. For example, Arun. I love Arun. He, he just woke up from his nap. <laughs> I'm not going to go and have lunch with Arun and buy him a beef kebab because Arun is a vegetarian. <laughs> okay, let's, let's not be judgmental. Everyone is sinful, okay? <laughs> but Jesus loves all. But the more, obviously, the more I got to know Arun, I realized, oh, he doesn't eat beef. And so I'm, I'm not going to go and take a beef kebabs. Kebab. <laughs> but for my brother Arnie, I'm going to take not one beef kebab, but two beef kebabs because I know him. And he would be angry with just one. I'd take two beef kebabs and 20 nuggets for $9.95 at McDonald's right now. Because I know Arnie. John 4.42, God is spirit. And his worshippers must worship in spirit and truth. When we worship God, when we worship God and not take photos of other kids' babies during the sermon, when we worship God, there is a whole spiritual nature of what we are doing. And so when we don't understand the spiritual nature of God, then we ultimately limit the way we approach God. When we pray, have you ever, have you ever wondered why we pray and end with the term, in Jesus' name? You know, like, you know, you pray and then you end with, in Jesus' name. Why do we do that? Ephesians 2.18, for through him, Jesus, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. The general pattern of how we pray is that we pray to the Father through the Son in the Holy Spirit. You've been doing it for years. You just haven't noticed that when we pray, we are actually praying to the triune God. When we pray prayers, we're already praying to the Trinity. See, the Trinity helps us to approach God. Finally, the Holy Trinity emphasizes the importance of relationship. It shows us the heart of God, of what is important to God. Understanding the Trinity and the relationships that exist within the three persons of God gives us a blueprint to what is important to God himself, and that is community. You know, one of the most famous verses of the, of the Bible that shows us the Trinity at work is Matthew 3, 16 to 17. And it's this picture of the baptism of Jesus. Jesus just gets baptized by, by John the Baptist, and he comes out of the water. And this is what it reads. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went out of the water. At that moment, heaven was open and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. See, this is a glimpse of the Trinity, not just for the sake of who we worship, but who they were to each other. The Trinity doesn't just exist for structural purposes for how to pray and to worship. But there was genuine relationship between God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. 
Each of these uh, persons of God had different roles within creation, but these roles were intertwined deeply in relationship. See, why this is important is because when we do relationship or when we follow Jesus, we have to model the importance of community have to model the importance of relationship. Any Christian that says that relationship is not important does not understand the triune God. Because the triune God was all relationship. A biblical understanding of the Trinity says that God did not create, God did not create in order to be loved but rather created out of an overflow of the perfect love that always existed in the Trinity. Between the three members of the Trinity, they loved each other so much. God did not create man because he was lacking. He was like, man, I'm needy. I need some more followers. I need people to love me. Let's create man and then they can worship me. No, God was already full in love in the Trinity. And out of that overflow, of the love of God, because God is love. Out of the overflow was creation. And so the the overflow, the model of love that we see in the Trinity must be modeled within us. This is the Holy Trinity. Let me give you that warning once again. If you're going to go home and you're like, I need to understand this back and front. You're going to get stuck because you're not God. You can't understand God because you're not God. Remember, God is creator and we are creation. How can creation completely understand the mind of the creator? Can't. We're at a different level. But it's not, the, the, the doctrine of the Holy Trinity is not for us to completely comprehend and understand the doctrinal elements. But it's to help us to love God more. It's to help us to approach God better. And it's for us to love each other more. You know, most of my sermons, for those that have been coming to Uh, the chapel for a while, you would know that at this point of the sermon, I will try to finish with a practical application. And I think that's really important. Like a lot of times, you know, sometimes we find it hard to take what God says through the scripture and then apply it to our day-to-day lives. And for a lot of the time, for I think majority of the sermons that that I preach and that you hear from me or from anyone else, the, the application is usually to do with your hands or with your heart. But tonight, The practical application actually is with your head. We worship God, head, heart, and hands. But there are only a few occasions where we really have to stretch our mind in the way that we worship God. But tonight, I really believe that the practical application isn't with our hearts hearts or our hands, but it's actually in our heads. We were created by God. We worship this God. And we say that we love God. But the question that I want to ask you tonight is, do you even know Him? When I start talking about the Holy Trinity, I'm asking, do you even know? And do you even care? See, the Holy Trinity is important for us as the starting point 
as we go on to talk about the Holy Spirit, because we have to understand where the Holy Spirit came from. The Holy Spirit is going to help us to understand and know who God is better. But tonight, it's not for us to go out, run out and go and, you know, save the lost or to go and, you know, feed the homeless. It's not about that. For tonight, it's actually for us to sit and to check with our minds, to think and to worship with our thoughts and our brains. As I said, it's a hard concept. It's, some, it's not something that we, we challenge to do, to do a lot in terms of our worship. But the Holy Trinity, the triune God who created the heavens and the earth, who created man in their image, and said that it was very good. This is the God who redeemed man, who initiated salvation, who accomplished salvation. And then who applies that salvation in our lives. God is one. There is only one God. But there are three persons. God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And each of them are with us. Each of them play different roles in us. As I said, tonight is not about, so what do I do? You don't have to do anything. It's about what do you understand? What do you understand? And so as I said, if you're confused, that's okay. That's completely okay. But it's, a, it, 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 it's this desire in your mind, do I want to know God more? Do I want to know him? in the way that he reveals himself to us. Do I want to know him? Let's pray.